Welcome to Blue Line, the podcast hosted by Blue Line, Canada's only independent national magazine for law enforcement. You've tuned in to hear compelling conversations on hot topics and trends with law enforcement professionals and personalities from across Canada. Genetech is a proudly Canadian software company working in 149 countries with over 22,500 clients globally. Celebrating their 25th year in business, their Security Centre platform has a truly significant maturity level in Canada that has been earned through customers taking advantage of their key differentiators in the market. Hello, Blue Line, the podcast subscribers. We hope you're doing well and welcome back to another episode of Blue Line, the podcast. I'm Brittany Schroeder, editor of Blue Line magazine. For this episode, I am joined by Daniel Bilodeau, the director of Public Sector Canada for Genetech. Today, we're going to be focusing on privacy protection, including Canadian surveillance, analytics, and data collection. Thanks for joining me today, Dan. Oh, it's great to be here, Brittany. Thank you for having me. Happy Monday, happy summer. Perfect. So we are here to talk about privacy protection in the security and surveillance world. What kind of laws do we currently have in place in Canada that we should know about? Well, the main thing that we're learning is that privacy laws surrounding public surveillance, they really do not exist at a federal level or at a provincial level. You have to look local uh, in order to find anything. And in some cases, a lot of cases, they don't exist yet there when it comes to surveillance. Besides camera surveillance, however, uh, we've seen just a few weeks ago the first federally tabled bill uh, surrounding uh, uh, AI, the responsible use of artificial intelligence, and individuals' privacy in Canada, how our information is used. We also know provincially that in Quebec, they are debating something called Law 64. So in a nutshell, when it comes to cameras, look local for your jurisdictions and your laws, your bylaws. When it comes to artificial intelligence or data sovereignty, look provincially and federally. Clearly, the speed of technology has been faster than the speed of law creation when it comes to privacy protection in Canada. So going back to surveillance and I guess local jurisdictions, what are you seeing there? There's just a lot of differences, Brittany. Uh, It's not just from province to province, but literally from local jurisdiction to local jurisdiction, a lot of differences. When it comes to security and surveillance, we're seeing that it's the local bylaws, as mentioned, that govern an idea such as public surveillance. You can look at Vancouver for a great example. Uh, In April, Vancouver voted down a motion to install video cameras for the police to use during public events, and that was to prevent violent crime, among other things. They voted it down eight to one, and it came with a statement. Uh, It said that it's a slippery slope that undermines the protection of an individual's privacy. Yet, if you jump across Vancouver Harbor, just one jurisdiction away to North Vancouver, you see really interesting and proactive steps already done, uh, taken by the RCMP there to enable technology tools such as surveillance. So it really does vary. Yeah, it does sound like things can vary a lot, like you said, just from literally jurisdiction to jurisdiction. Exactly, they do. And I believe that a lot of the folks who like, they don't like the idea of living in a surveilled type of society, they have a point. Um, <laughs> however, I, I would also be willing to bet that they, they don't have the tools to, in order to vet this or to study this effectively about how it's being solved 
for like in places like Europe for years, for example. I mean, how it's possible to you know have your cake and eat it too. The the councillor who voted yes in in Vancouver for using cameras, Melissa De Genova, mm-hmm. she wanted the police to benefit uh, from the efficiency that the tools provide, right? And solving for crimes. She pointed out that video surveillance caught the suspect at the hardware store uh, during a, a high-profile case in Marpool. Yeah. And that, that was a high-profile pro- case, uh, but her seven other colleagues were not convinced that cameras would reduce crime effectively, and they worried about the implications for personal privacy. Right. Okay. I guess I can see both sides. I can imagine the concern folks have with public surveillance, but I can also sympathize with law enforcement and how it could help them. Because when you think about law enforcement, they have to solve for like ever increasing crime and like even violent crimes. Um, Is that why things can vary so much from place to place? Right. Exactly. Brittany, uh, experts, they still don't even agree on the best approach, right? So it really does depend on the nuances locally. Uh, for me, I work for a Canadian company, uh, but one that also works in 148 other countries. And right. one of the biggest lessons learned personally is that we as Canadians just haven't had to deal with these issues very much before. However, right. it is old news in places like London, England, and, and where they've had significant laws for years and regulations surrounding the use of public surveillance. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get a glimpse of what's coming to Canada in that regard. Okay, and what do you believe are some of the things that are gonna come to Canadian like local bylaws? Well, it's conceivable that at least two things will be needed if you wish to use, uh, have the police use cameras that don't necessarily belong to them. Uh, as analytical tool for dealing with the public. So in that scenario, for sure, number one, you have to ask permission. And I think it's twice. So surveillance cameras don't belong to you as the requester, the police being the requester, then the permission will likely be needed in a formal MOU, Memorandum of Understanding, such as the North Vancouver RCMP have done with their public already. And also, you'll need to ask permission again at the time of the event. So a second request will be needed to be made in some form with some parameters and limitations of use of that camera at the time that you actually need it. So the paperwork and then a second request. That's the first thing very conceivable we'll need. Number two, when it comes to local bylaws, you will likely need a redaction of the suspect's face or the object. So we call this redaction dynamic masking or pixelation. It's a type of video analytic. And what it achieves is the blurring of the face uh, in the live video and in the recorded video. So the investigator can still follow the action, right? And the event as well. However, at the same time, protecting the individual suspect's identity. Okay. And so somewhere in that redaction process, the image can become unblurred at some point. Exactly right. Uh, the, the local bylaw will likely vary slightly, right? But what we're seeing in other parts of the world is that you have the opportunity to form formulate a justification for the unblurring of the face. Okay. Uh, a workflow you know, that allows a judge or a higher level investigator the resource to see the video in its raw form 
but you'd have to put in work to do that. Uh, to uncover the person's identity, you'd have a measured and process orientated workflow. Uh, but I argue that's an administration burden. The technological ability, it's well and ready. Okay. And so redaction or pixelation or dynamic masking, that is essentially a known video analog today. And we as yes. Canadians are just kind of scratching the surface on how to use it. Yes. Yeah. Is that about yes. right? Okay. Okay. Got That's it. Exactly right. <laughs> okay. You know, and like, so back to the permissions and paperwork side, uh, you mentioned an MOU is used to ask permission to use the video upfront. And then a second request is used to ask permission at the time of the event. Um, this happens if the camera is being accessed or not, the requester's own cameras. Um, you mentioned North Vancouver. Are there any other jurisdictions where you know this is happening now? Yes, definitely. And I, I likely don't even know the half of them yet. Uh, we've seen the we've seen the Edmonton police three to four weeks ago. There was a, a TV news uh, uh, broadcast section uh, highlighting a program that they're developing exactly like this. Uh, I happen to work with the Edmonton police as well. But the news video clip it mentioned a few other areas like Red Deer, Alberta, and as mentioned before, this is a new and growing concept yeah. for us in Canada. Uh, but luckily, there are precedents already in other parts of the world that are set up. In right. fact, the new federal bill that was introduced, it pointed out something very key. It said that uh, an intention to align Canadian regulations with international standards. So they don't want to reinvent the wheel on this. You know, it's, it's coming. It's coming to Canada and they don't have to reinvent the wheel. Right. And how significant is this new Canadian bill that's being debated? It's significant. I mean, it's called Bill C-27, right. uh, and it's the first one since the invention of social media, basically, Facebook, Instagram, oh. et cetera. So when you said earlier, the speed of our laws haven't kept up, <laughs> you're right. You're <laughs> right. <laughs> but, but what it looks like is to me is that it will be hotly debated uh, probably in the fall session. So uh, get your popcorn ready. <laughs> So, okay, so this federal bill, uh, as you said, C-27, um, you said it's going to cover AI and other personal information? Exactly. It introduces new rules for AI, artificial intelligence. It basically spells out as well that the protection of, a, of personal privacy interests is essential to individual autonomy and dignity and to the full enjoyment of our fundamental, fundamental rights and freedoms. Uh, it includes a requirement that companies obtain the consent of the individual whose information they are seeking okay. using plain language that the person would reasonably be able to understand what they're reading before they consent. Okay. And Under I the, probably yeah. <laughs> yeah, like which is what we need, right? All of us need, not just you know, younger, older, any, all of us need that. And yeah. <laughs> under the new rules, individuals would need to have their data safely transferred from one organization to another or have their data permanently deleted if they withdrew their consent. So they'll penalize this. That a tribunal has been set, would be set up if the bill passes, right. that they'll have the authority to make court orders. A commissioner for artificial intelligence and data would have the purview to order independent audit, audits of companies' uh, activities as they develop. 
the technology, and the minister would have the power to register compliance orders with the courts. So it's uh, quite significant. Yeah, and I'm betting that some people probably think it's long overdue, especially if the use of like our individual data and what companies uh, that collect do with it. Um, I might be the only one that thinks that, but you know, I feel like probably some other people. Um, can you elaborate more on the AI side of this new bill? Yes, yes. The the bill for the first time, uh, it it creates rules around the responsible development of artificial intelligence and penalties for those who misuse emergent technologies. Okay, so organizations developing AI could be criminally prosecuted then. Exactly, exactly right. Uh, it's proven, if it's proven unlawfully, that, that sorry, that you unlawfully obtain data from the use of AI, mm -hmm. uh, that could happen. And if there is intent for harm proven or economic loss proven, it would now also be a crime uh, to make AI available for use knowing that it could be reckless or if it could cause physical harm, if it could cause psychological harm even, or even property damage. All mm -hmm. of these things are included in this Bill C-27. Okay. Well, I think that'll definitely be something, like you said, for Canadians to watch for in this upcoming fall session, which is Bill C-27 surrounding AI and individual data collection. Um, something else to watch for is probably more local bylaws surrounding privacy, and in particular, the sharing of public cameras with the police and the permissions and privacy protection technology measures um, required in order to do so, right? That is exactly right. And uh, we all, it's something to follow and watch for. And literally a key part of my responsibilities with my current company so we're, you know, we all have a lot to keep up with for sure. Awesome. Well, those were all of my questions about privacy, Dan. Is there anything else you wanted to mention before we sign off today? No, I wanted to thank you sincerely for your time. And I really appreciate it. You have a great forum here and uh, I really appreciate being on it. Thank you. Awesome. Well, Dan, I wanted to say thank you for joining me um, and for sharing with our listeners and also me um, this important information on privacy protection and all this data collection and what it really means and you know, the upcoming bill and what that could mean for Canadians as well. It's a huge topic in our country right now and across the world. So I'm happy you were able to provide some insight to it. Um, for everyone who tuned in, we hope you enjoyed this episode of Blue Line, the podcast. You can check us out on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also stay up to date on all of your Canadian policing news at blueline.ca. Until next time, stay safe and be well. And thank you again, Dan. Genetech is a proudly Canadian software company working in 149 countries with over 22,500 clients globally. Celebrating their 25th year in business, their Security Centre platform has a truly significant maturity level in Canada that has been earned through customers taking advantage of their key differentiators in the market. Thank you for joining Blue Line, the podcast hosted by Blue Line, Canada's only independent national magazine for law enforcement. 